Welcome to I Love My Club By with me, your host, Seamus Barry, the podcast that gives you the insight into our local games of hurling and camogie. Join us as we take a look at some of the characters around the county on I Love My Club By. You're very welcome along to this week's I Love My Club By, of course, the podcast that brings us closer to our local heroes of both hurling and camogie. I'm delighted to say this week, the one, the only Jamie Wall, of course, management career, one of the youngest ever uh, management involved in winning the uh, Fitzgibbon Cup, of course, the competition that was ran last weekend in Waterford, the finals of it. Um, also played for Cork in both minor, both codes and under 21. And of course, uh, last year was part of the management squad that took on the massive task of the underdogs with TG Carr. Jamie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Sham, good to chat again. How are you? I'm not too bad. We were just saying off air there about busy schedules and training demands and the, everything that's going on in life lately. Um, your schedule, I know you're in between the books every day. How's things with yourself? Oh yeah, hectic enough now. I've, um, I'm studying for FE1 exams there of the law. They're coming up in, in two, three weeks time. So it's uh, I've that and we're getting back going with the club at home as well. Um, we're starting up, we're fitness testing a few of the lads tonight. It's our second test with the tonight and Friday we're getting a lash of them done so it's kind of it's all hands all hands to the pump now and uh, we're getting going kind of we're we're a bit later getting going this year than normal but I suppose we've had long years the last two years we'd say in county finals and semi-finals so we decided to take a little bit of a just a little bit of a different approach to the lads this year to kind of freshen it up again and go again but um, look, I'm looking forward to all that getting going too Um, like we're talking about hectic schedules but I, I'd say like I'd say you're of a similar mind to me like that it's, it's nice to be busy it's better to be busy than idle you know Um, when you're idle it's kind of it wears off pretty quick. You know, you just kind of a couple of nights off and then you're like, right, kind of bored now. So um, it's not too bad. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's it's a juggling act as well. But it's interesting to hear you say that you're going back a little bit later because I was talking to Killian Fennessy, of course, uh, a man we both know very well. And he was saying uh, his club are not going back until quite late this year. I know he's moved to Bennett's Bridge in Kilkenny. Mm. You think, do you think teams get kind of caught up and going back too early, especially at club level. I know inter county, you have to try to get ahead of the pack, but like championship of Waterford won't be played for seven or eight months, and mm-hmm. we were back four weeks ago. Yeah, it's a hard one, Seamus, because I suppose like it. it I think the, the big thing is it's different for every club, um, because like we'll say like we took over the club at home there now, um, and obviously you've a bit of an advantage there because you you've a good baseline knowledge, we'll say, of players and of um of what they've been doing and, and more importantly maybe what they haven't been doing, we'll say. And our first year with them three years ago, we went back training at the end of November and like because we like because look to put it nicely, like we weren't fit. The lads hadn't been training hard for a long time and we said, Look, lads, you know, like there's a lot of work has to be done and, and we kind of went back January time last year. Um, you know, that was the way we felt it had to be done. But this year we kind of said, look, they've actually put in a good shift over the last couple of years. There's a nice baseline there that maybe wasn't before. You know, let's try a different tack and kind of work more on individual programs and see can lads actually maybe take a bit of ownership in that sense as well. And I suppose develop different things throughout the course of, of the couple of years in charge. So I think like even with us, with with the same team and the same club, we've had a different approach to it every year. And I think you have to do that. So I suppose... It is fine and well to say for some clubs, you know, they might get caught up in the going back too early. But other times, some clubs need that because you might have a club, we'll say, that has underachieved for a couple of years. And it might be psychologically even that, like, you know, they need the bank of work to actually be able to say, look, this is a different, you know, thing to the last couple of years. Whereas then you might have a group like, we'll take like the ultimate successful group at the moment, like it is Bally Gunner, we'll say, you know, like 
who are an unbelievable operation like and I've no idea what they're doing maybe they are back blogging each other silly but like they might decide some year to say look we were in all Ireland final and semi-final last year and we can trust the lads to, to do their own work over the course of a spell of time we can afford to go back a little bit later so like it's it's I suppose it's something that's different for everybody really and I think the key to managing those kind of things is like you cut your it's, it's with everything like it's the same with styles of play so whatever you cut your cut, cloth to fit your measure and um, I, th- I think it's the same with this, to be honest. Like, So for us, we, we're we hoping that what will work for us this year is a slight change of tack and that that might freshen things up in another different way. You know? So um, I suppose that's a long-winded way of kind of saying it, it really depends on what you're dealing with. I, I think I'll ask you now because we were speaking off-air about it and it seems to be Limerick have brought it in a couple of years ago and I remember someone saying the term to me about three years ago mass runs and I remember I heard the, the term first and I was like what, what's a mass run I've trust me I've learned I've learned now what a mass run is. Find it out. <laughs> but uh, is it is it a case of in the GA because remember when um Donny Gall when uh Jimmy um brought in the sweeper system the, the blanket mm-hmm. ultimate blanket system in Gaelic football you could say it existed a little bit before that but all of a sudden, all the other counties started copying it. Then you start to hear the, the phrases of finishers. Dublin bring in finishers to finish a game. Limerick bring in finishers. Mm. Is it a case of, in the GEA, it's almost sheep-like? You hear Limerick are doing mass runs. Now everyone else is doing mass runs. Yeah, to an extent. But I suppose, like, as part of, we say, as part of my degree now that I finished up last 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 uh, May is a law and accounting degree. And, and so we had a mix of business and law subjects. And like one of the terms we came across in the in the business side was a term called benchmarking, which like to my understanding, it basically is kind of like, you know, you take best practice from in other businesses from what people are doing well and you, you mesh it in or you copy it or you steal it or whatever, you know, like, and I think, um, I think so. I think like, look, people are always human nature is always you're going to look to who's successful. What are they doing? And, you know, can we incorporate that? You know, like it's like the dubs were training at six in the morning. So everyone thought that you had to train at six in the morning. Like, whereas like that might work for the dubs because their their team are all based in, you know, in, in and around Dublin because they're an urban centre. But that isn't necessarily going to work for, we'll say, the Roscommon boys who were having to get a bus back to training in Roscommon for the, because they had so many players based in Dublin, we'll say. So So I suppose, like, Sham, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, best practice is still best practice, you know, like, and, and ultimately, like, you know, we're all deferring to, um, we're all deferring to, like, um, we're all deferring to, um, you know, kind of the experts would say the sports science guys, the guys who who know what they're talking about, really, like from that side of it. So, and they're all going to be broadly educated in similar ways because you know at the times they're educated, that's what kind of the science of it is going to be. So, like, there's an element of deference to that. But I suppose the reason that these are all the successful ones is they get there first. And I suppose if you if you only copy, then you're only going to go as fast as they're going. And, and I kind of use the analogy of like. You know, if you're driving behind someone on the motorway and they're ahead of you, you're not going to catch up to them by doing the same speed as them. So you're either going to have to, you know, you're going to have to drive faster than them or you're going to have to find a different road, you know. So um, like that's kind of, that's something that I suppose it's all well and good to to look at what the, the top dogs are doing, we'll say, and copy it. But you have to bring something yourself new to the party if you want to catch up or if you want to, you know, if you want to get ahead. If catching up is no good either, I suppose you, you want to get ahead of them. So um yeah i suppose like you could say it's cheap like but i think equally like you know like you still have to like you'd be a fool not to try and learn from them either so it's a kind of a it's a it's a balancing act of both like i think like you have to kind of look at say right 
what are they doing that we need to incorporate, you know, that we're not doing? And then equally, like, what can we do to try and bridge the gap or get ahead? You know, what what's 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 the next thing coming down the line will say that we can get ahead of them on, you know, because that's the thing where those high performance teams and businesses have been have been so successful as they're invariably they're the first ones to, to clock something and they move on to it while everyone else is just copying what they did 10 years ago or five years ago or, or 12 months ago, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, and I think it's always the case like I, you always hear it, I suppose, every time locally here in Waterford, people hear it when the draw is made for the championship and there's interviews done, stuff like that. And Bally Gunner, like their ultimate professionals on and off the field, and you always hear them say, is we want to improve on last year. We want to learn something about ourselves. There's parts of our game we need to improve. Whereas, like you said, you take stock with Kilbritney or, you know, new manager comes in here locally and he takes stock of what passage have and you say, right, we have a lot to work on with this, with that, where the likes of Man City, Limerick, Ballygunner, they're just fine-tuning that 1-2% and that's all they need to add on. And I suppose we can all say, we can admire it and look at it and say, Jesus, it must be great to be there, but they've done so much work to get there and then they keep fine-tuning yeah. it. They don't rest on their morals, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, and it's they've they've done they've they have done that work, like, and they've got that. It's so we talked about there at the start is that they've got that baseline established now, like, and and like they're they're literally just adding that one percent every year. That that's something new every year. That small little thing that's and, and very often, it, it, like sometimes it can be doing something slightly less. I mean, I saw something interesting. Um, John Kiley said after they won, I think it was the first All Ireland. He said that. The first year or two that they were in there, they were doing too much. We'll say they had they'd bit like they had they had added a load of stuff, and he said they cut back on loads of that. And then, but like I would imagine now, six seven years down the line, that they've nearly brought probably brought back some of that stuff, and that like you kind of you 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 establish a baseline. Lads, just it becomes second nature to them. They do it, and then the next year when you bring in that next thing, you know, it's like all right, yeah, well, like all that stuff is taken as red, and now we've added this thing no yeah that thing so it's, it's, it's a case of like never add it like you don't like you can't come into Gilberton or, or passage like you said and just say right lads we're going to literally do everything that Bally Gunner are doing because lads heads will explode like you know lads, lads will be like, <laughs> they'll be like whoa hang on a second what like you know whereas like it's it's a thing that you have to build up over you know that that process of time and that, that amount of time and like so like it's it's exactly like that. Like you said, like the Ballygunner lads are like they're they're the top example. Like they every year they know they just they just they have to have to add something small to kind of keep staying ahead. Like, but it, they only have to add that small thing because of the sheer body of work they they've put in over the last nine years or, or and more. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. like you know, like that's so like that's that is the key to it. Like it, it's I suppose it's establishing that baseline and being able to add something all the time. And that, that way it doesn't feel so overwhelming either, you know? Yeah. With with your own co- uh, club, Kilbritney, was it a hard transition to go? Because I remember when I got injured and I took over the second team and mm. I, I was quite young at the time and I found it very hard to try coach lads that I played with or I might have known. Did you did you have that when you initially, because I know you took over the 21s first, you got involved with them and then went into the adult team. Did you, like, how did you bridge that? Because... For say an outsider coming into a club, you can get in your car and drive home. Whereas you're yeah. you're you're around the area, like yeah, it's funny one. Like it, you know what? I never found it that hard. Um, like I suppose naturally, like we say my my age group in the club. Um, there's kind of there's only one or two lads exactly the same age as me, and one or two then younger. But then we've actually fall off about four or five years, where we've only one or two players again in that four or five years. 
Um, so then a lot of them are actually roughly the same age as my brother, my younger brother, who's six, seven years younger than me. So like, like that, you're kind of, you're not, it's not, they're not really your peer group as much, a lot of them. Um, and then like we've, we've one or two lads who are, who are older than me, right, in the team who would have been my friends that we won an intermediate county with in 2010. Um, but, but to be honest, like I suppose I was out of it for, like I, I got injured in 2014 and, and um, like I didn't actually get back involved really with the club um until 2019 we'll say i got involved 2018 i got involved with the 21s but 20 2000, at the end of 2019 kind of took over the the adult lads so like that's four or five years and like you know so like you're not you'd like i didn't have to transition immediately from player into that coaching role yeah. so like when it came to the gaa side of things there was probably already a bit of distance between me and the lads and that like because like you know like not, not not off the pitch but on the pitch like side of things to be honest, like I find like when you're not involved in teams, you're kind of you're out of the loop a small bit, you know, like the lads after a championship game, you know, if you're down the village will say if the lads are having a few drinks or whatever, like, you know, you could be sitting there with them and it's not that you're not part of it, but equally like, you know, you are playing in that game. So you're kind of you're just a little bit on the outside of the loop. You're not there at training every week, you know, so you're not so like so there with with regard to the GA side of things, a little bit of distance kind of naturally opens up I think and I think lads who retire probably find that as well they notice that like it's not that your friends stop being your friends you're not in the team anymore it's just that that one particular reference point is slightly is kind of is nearly gone so when I came back then four or five years later to actually get involved in the GA side of things it, it was kind of fresh enough like in that sense because like we'd obviously still we we're still, I was still friends with the lads and all that like but you know in terms of the sporting side of it you know we'd been totally removed from each other so it wasn't I think it would have been much harder like you said like if say if 2015 if I just said I'm going into it now with the lads like I yeah. think you know the lines are a bit more blurred then whereas like you've just been away from it for a couple of years and then it's actually a case it was actually really nice to get back involved and be kind of you know back in that loop um, and obviously look it's it is a unique not unique it's not unique but it's a it's a different situation we'll say to we'll say if you're if you're involved with a different club or um, or even if you were involved, we'll say if you were a bit older, like, you know, and that you had never played with any of the players playing, like, you know, but equally, I suppose you're bringing different experiences to bear on that then as well, because you know, these guys, like, I suppose the disadvantages we'll say that you might get from, you know, being a little bit closer to it, like, you know, they're, you can't not have them, but you kind of, they're offset by the advantages, which are kind of like, you know, you know them intimately well, you yeah. know things about them better you might understand why a fella you know why an off-field thing is affecting a fella on the field better you might just understand what a fella's strengths and weaknesses are better because you played with him and against him in training like you know so so I think like there's like with every appointment like there's foreign against like if you got involved with a club from we'll say the other side of Cork we'll say you know and knew yeah. nothing about them you're fresh you're you know all these things which are all great things but then equally you know, you're fresh because you know feck all about them. So then you yeah. like then you're on a process of learning all that. So like so it's and I'm not saying one is good and one is bad. I'm just saying like that literally there's there's pros pros and cons to both. Like and I suppose you just like the key is to try and like accentuate the good things that you have that you when you're bringing to kind of a group that you know so well like and just accept that you know there will be like there will be kind of bits where it's like right I'm gonna have to drop one of your best friends or you're yeah, gonna have yeah. to fucking you know take someone off like or you know, like those kind of things, that's just part of it. Like, and it's just sport at the end of the day too. Like, you know, like I think most lads, most lads are, are smart enough to kind of, <laughs> you know, like even when the, 
we'll say when the even like in the heat of it, like we might all be very excited, like, but you know, it, it usually it usually only takes an hour or two for someone to calm down and be like, right, that was a game, like at the end of the yeah. day, you know, because it is just a game, like it's it's the best thing in the world, but it's still just a game at the end of it too, like. It's it's mad like to hear you say that because my brother spoke about this to me over the last number of years. Like he's he's done extremely well for himself. Um, you know, on the national panel now, he done mm. the the first ever uh, monster final that went to a penalty shootout last year. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Had, he's had some big honors in the in the last couple of years in terms of refereeing. But he said it to me. He has never felt so out of connection with passage because. Mm. He's off the ref. Playing. Yeah, well, it's not even that he's yeah. not playing. Like, but I suppose as a referee, he can't be associated. Like, he can't do the water. He can't do the hurlies because yeah, he could yeah. be refereeing the opposition the following week. And yeah, and like he, and again, he's he'd be like yourself. Absolutely loves the game. Like he's he's fully involved in it. Loves it. But he spoke about it so much, saying he wants to get back involved with the club at some level because, like that, lads maybe go for a point after a championship match or, you know, mm. the week of championship. There's a buzz in the hurling field. Like yeah. I seen him. He was at train. He was watching train the other day, and I could just see it in him. It was the first yeah. time I seen him in the hurling field in quite a long time, mm. and I could. hundred percent. Yeah, it's mad. Like yeah, the like, effect I, it has. Like I had a chat with one of the lads there from the club. Um, he'd be around similar like age to myself, and like he, um, he just. He's an accountant, like he's living in Dublin. So he played for a year or two with Kilmacud, um, up there, like and it wasn't as controversial a transfer as the football <laughs> ones would say that they have. But um, like you know, like so, like he went up there, and like sure, we wished him well, like you know, like it's three and a half hours, four hours to Dublin from where we are, like you know, like you're never like and different world. But we, yeah, but we had a chat there one day. He came back for a year or two there. Um, he's gone off traveling now, but he he came back for a year or two there when we were over the team and. I had a good chat with him one night and just he kind of we were both saying the same thing that like just like it's not like the lads stop being friends with you, but you just are a little bit disconnected from it, you know, when you're not involved. And that's not it's not a thing that anyone's doing on purpose. It's just like you're kind of you know, you're 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 either you're outside looking you in like, you know. You're outside looking in, exactly. And you either yeah. are or you're on the inside. And that's kind of that's the nature of these things. But like so like you know, like I I totally get that, like where, you know, it is it's something that's it's it's kind of it's very nice to be involved with that group as well, you know, then then so like again, that's that's one of the positives on it then, you know. So like it's it's constant it's a constant balancing chance of like you know, it's like anything in life, like it's the balancing of the kind of the positives that you get from something and versus the negatives, like it's the same with, with work or with anything, you know, like there's, mm. there's aspects of something that is going to give you kind of great fulfillment and then there's challenge and then there's, so like it's kind of, you know, it's just, I suppose that's, that's, that's the nature of everything. Isn't it? Yeah. And I suppose like, like anyone in this country, we have such a grow for sport in general. And of course, Gaelic games is is no uh, no different to that. Um, you know, like the rugby team are doing so successful at the moment. The soccer team looks like we've we've young talent coming through. Um, then you have the All Ireland series every year, and it is and like that's what we forget. It's I heard a great thing on the high performance podcast earlier. Dylan Hartley was on it, and he said, um what people don't appreciate when you're in that circle or outside of that circle, the hurlers on the ditch, we call them and they're looking mm. from the outside and they say, Jesus, Seamus couldn't make that runner. There was a lad quicker than him and so mm. on and so forth. But they don't realize that Seamus has trained six times that week. He's done an ice bath. He's went to the gym and he has a full-time job. Yeah. And we, we get so caught up in it. And as you said earlier on, it is only, uh, only a game. It's a massive part of our life and we love it so much. But I think sometimes like I've heard awful things, being said from the sideline about myself during games at my own club from 
My whole Jesus, don't, 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 don't put the management so because it, no, like, it gets a lot worse. But like what I'm saying is, it's we, like you said. It, sometimes it takes people, but we get so wrapped up in it, and sometimes I think we need to take a step back because you know we he, we hear all the work Davy's doing at the moment with the Waterford team, and wish you know best of luck. And you see Paddy Manny stepping away, and a few others, and you start to think to yourself, mm. and it seems as if some of the lads have said life is more important and I completely respect that you know Stephen O'Keefe he didn't accept to go back a small child Barry Cochran retired quite early out of Ballygunner as well and it's mm. it's a case of people need to realise there's, there's a life outside of Harlan and when you're I suppose before you open your mouth quickly to not abuse someone but you know like to shout something from the sideline or stand you need to remember what that person has done to get there and what, what all the sacrifices being made by management because it's an amateur game at the end of the day. 100%, yeah. And like, I mean, like, you know, like we say, those examples of lads would say that, that, that have stepped away, like, like, it's like they've played for numbers of years at that level, like, and that's like every year you play at that level, the commitment level is flipping insane, like, like, you know, so like, I think, you know, around about the time Joe Canning retired, um, you know, I kind of there was a kind of like people saying, Oh, would he stay for one more year? And oh, would he go this and that? And I was kind of like, I actually found even the people saying, Would he stay kind of almost insulting as well. I was kind of like, Listen, lad, if Joe Canning wants to fucking retire, like, let him retire. retire. <laughs> That's it. Like, like, he's and he doesn't know he ending. If he's decided that the mind and the body that it's time to go then that's his call like you know and it's the same with, with the boys from Waterford now they've decided like you know like I've played for X amount of years I've given like I suppose the one the one requirement is that when you're in it that you give it your heart and soul and like mm. if you're willing to do that then like I would say then when you want to step away is your call and it doesn't matter if you're 35 if you're 40 like Tony Brown or if you're 28 like Jack McCaffrey was would say when he walked away you know like it doesn't matter like it's like because like it's such a it's such a commitment like and we all get so much out of it just by like in giving so relatively little we'll say you know like it is all of us that get to go go to the games and and enjoy them like you know yeah. like I can tell you there's no flipping enjoyment for most lads who are playing in those games like yeah like there's no enjoyment bar like the end of it like 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 I, those days are so draining for lads like they're like it's it's like they're actors like they're on this biggest stage of it all like and it's just they get a, a relief at the end of it but like I mean like the stress that goes into those big days but like equally like the preparation that goes into them like so like I would think that it's it's very much a case of like you know like with lads at that level like you just I think like we have to kind of like respect with a like you saw like you know the night we took on to yeah. lads like and they, and a lot of them with respect there was a couple of heavy hitters like but like a couple of them were where we'll say lads who are cutting their teeth would say at ten yeah. eleven and are trying to get to that level like but even the level of work they've put in over the last couple of years as minors and twenty ones like like you know you see what you're actually up against as we'll say you know we were kind of like the the kind of the good club players trying to kind of come together and take on these guys but like in terms of the bank of work that's gone into the county players now it's like you're it's it's next level stuff like you know it's it's a met like I remember that night and. Like one of my own clubmates was playing that night, um, Mark Fitzgerald. And of course, Mark mm. is he's playing with the under-20s at the moment. He just yeah. won the Fitzgibbon the other day. He yeah. went, you know, he had training for Watford the following morning. He's, he, yeah, he's, I know. He looks like he's he looks like he's going to be heavily involved with the Watford senior team this year. Mm. And I see it with him, like, and he is so big 
physically, he is so big, he's so strong. Um, his game, everything he does, like he's a super talent, and he's kind of not on the fringes, but you know, he, he's starting to make his name, say, in in the Waterford team. But mm. that's taken maybe four or five years of him yeah. excelling at every level he's ever played at. Yeah, there's you know, such a commitment before you even see any reward for mm. for ninety percent of lads. Like like not everyone gets to be Keen Lynch or Austin Gleeson or one of these guys who's just you know who's a mercurial kind of talent. Like like most ninety percent of of us or our lads will say that that get near that level like are it's it's five six years of like of behaving that way before you before you see the reward and for a lot of people you don't even get to see the reward at the end do you know what i mean so like yeah it, like you said like it, it's something i think that probably it probably deserves it probably deserves a bit more it's funny like like i was going to say it deserves a bit more respect but i suppose the, the other thing is like it's very hard to ask someone to understand something that I think a lot of people probably couldn't conceive of the sheer like like and and probably rightly so because they'd probably just be like no that's unreasonably <laughs> insane like there's no way you're doing there's no way you're doing that because like, yeah you'd have to be insane to do that like but they actually are like they're there putting in that that level of work like so like I think I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be unfair to to people and say like you know like oh you need to understand what the work they're doing the work they're doing is is on a level that like. 90% of us in terms of sporting preparation just can't comprehend like and yeah. there's a reason that the reason that those lads are at that level is because they can comprehend it do you know what I mean and, and they want to do it like and they're willing to do that do you know yeah it's like we were speaking about um, I suppose workload and the training that's done and stuff like that and I'm kind of I'm I'm in the middle of it myself at the moment I'm I'm not a young fella <laughs> clearly anymore Um, but like I'm I'm playing soccer, so I I signed for a soccer team kind of off season as such after the underdogs finished, and uh, train once a week, play a match on the weekend. It's fine, but mm-hmm. then we're back with the club senior, and um, it is t- two sessions doing one thing, two gym one. You're talking seven seven times training a week at the moment, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the body, and we talk about what people do, and I think that's what's gone crazy lately is the club scene. Um, club is nearly where Intercounty was ten years ago. It's yeah, it's getting that extreme and like I I would be considered a fringe player, say in my own club and um you know underdogs last year obviously put a massive light on myself and even the first training session the other day someone was shouting here comes the top dog when we were doing a drill and you know there's there's a little bit more of a buzz yeah, yeah. I'm back in around the scene but like I can tell you personally I'm I'm struggling like I'm I'm in an ice bath every second day yeah. I I'm doing like now don't get me wrong I'm I'm enjoying it I'm not complaining about it I'm very privileged mm. to be in the position I'm in given the injuries I had to even get back and try play again but um I I'm absolutely loving it but I think you're right people do not understand and like I'm just speaking about base club level I'm not even on about yeah. college or inter-county or anything like that so I think it's gone through the roof and you know pe- people have to give respect for what what these players are doing because mm. they have a life at the end of the day and it is amateur yeah. they still have to go home and go to work or they're someone's father yeah. or someone's you know daughter or son yeah. but it's which it's, is it's, which is which is probably something that, that has annoyed me about the whole um the kind of the split season debate we'll say that's been had like because <laughs> Like and now, first of all, like the, the the term split season really pisses me off because, like in I don't know about in Watford, but I'd say like in most counties there's been a split season for fifteen years. Like, like, yeah. like you know, like no, there's no club games played until until the count. Like, you know, there's was there was a split season in Donegal there back when Donegal won the All Ireland. Like, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a split season. 
there's like this, this this crack about like oh the split season like it's like it's always been split it's the only difference now is the split is coming a bit further to the middle we'll say rather than mm. you know but like another thing that annoys me about that whole debate is like people are like they want their inter-county they want it they want it all year like I'm kind of like yeah. like like you're flogging you're flogging these lads you want to flog these lads basically for longer it's like you know dance you know, but you're like, flogging you know, you're, you're flogging the, the thing is right say for example when during COVID when Harlem's on November, December I met someone said to me this is unreal it should be like this the whole time I said wait wait up a second you want them to play college from January, February say well December, January, February mm. you want them to play club for six months and then you want them to go to county for four months for, yeah that's insane like, like that's why like like I actually like the setup now it's like you know you've got the shortened inter-county season is good for like obviously look it's not good for some people's agendas will say that they want, you know, they like, they want more exposure. And again, like, I'm, I don't mind, I don't mind kind of saying, look, I don't even mind RTE. Like, you know, it's like the party line in RTE has been like, you know, oh, split season bad, and like, it's kind of like the whole the, the Sky Sports party line and the Super League was Super League bad. It's like, all right, why is that? Because your biggest product is the Premier League, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and like, and like, so I don't, I don't, wouldn't blame RTE one bit for looking after their own house. That's you know, like the like, was it like Lord Palmerston was about like uh, it's about interests, like yeah. rather than that, it's about interests. Like everyone just has interests. That's what and like that's that's kind of essentially what it is. And like once we're all willing to kind of admit and say, look, that's the dog that that's the dog they have in this fight. Do you know, like I'd always stick up for the colleges game because that's the dog I have in the fight. Like, but I'm willing to admit, look, there's a bit of self interest in that at least. Like, but like one thing that has annoyed me about the split season thing is that like the debate and the people wanting it to go on longer and it's like, oh, we want September all Ireland again. And so I'm kind of like, you literally, you're giving them no hop. So like, it's like you want to, to train, like you want more lads training at that level for longer, which ultimately isn't sustainable. Like, and something that's probably happened in the last couple of years um, with a number of guys who've retired from Intercounty, which is a real shame is that like, some, and I think maybe it's starting to sit back the other way because lads are retiring a little bit earlier, but like, some guys, like they've retired from Intercounty and they're crocked. They're done, like they, yeah, they go yeah. back to the club, and it's like they actually have nothing left, like you know, because they've actually, because they've been they've been flogged so hard, like like there was um, you know, like a couple of players there, like some of them dubs would say that trained, you know, like so hard and won so much, like when some of them older lads retired and went back to the clubs, like some of them were they they were gone from senior club football within a year, like you know, yeah. like it literally they fell off the cliff, like we'll say, you know, so like that's something that I think you know, has to be thought about in the longer term. Like I was listening to Second Captain Saturday there, the, the Malcolm Gladwell episode. It's a good one. Yeah. You should listen to it. Like he, he was actually on and he said like that what success is, is actually, it, it was on about running. Like it was on about having guys being able to run into their 60s and 70s and 80s. Not about whether they can win so much in their 20s and 30s. It's actually yeah building a, a sustainable training program that they can enjoy their careers for longer. You know, like, and you want to just correlate that to, to hurling and football. It's that when your inter-county player goes back to his club at around about 30 years of age now, really, it seems mm-hmm. to be kind of the way it's going. Like, we'll say, it was some lads a little bit older, some lads a little bit younger, but around that 30 mark, like, that he actually can go back and enjoy club hurling yeah. and football. That he can actually, that he's not they're taping up every shoulder and ankle and knee and trying to get through 12 to 15 months of it and then realizing I'm actually crocked here. Like, you know, that there's four or five years where he can enjoy playing the game at that level, you know, like, because, and I'm not even talking about like that he can give something back to the club. I'm on about that he can get something back for himself. For himself. Do you know what I mean? That he can actually just fucking enjoy 
playing like for the club and enjoy playing the game because like you know I keep coming back to this like it's a game like you want to be able to play it without injury for as long as you can and enjoy yeah. that like it's it's a really interesting point because when I inevitably missed the the three years when I came back first I not that I went I came back too quick because I was told I'd never play again but when I came back I remember I came on in a junior game and my uncle was over the team at the time and he said to me I'm going to bring you on a half time I think today and I was like I, I don't have I can't run for a full half an hour I, I haven't even turned yet I don't like yeah. I've done all the build up work but I hadn't taken say an impact or a smack mm. and I was like I, I can't run for 30 minutes that's not possible and I remember he was like you'd be absolutely fine first ball fella came through the back of me into my back of me right knee the one I just had two surgeries on and like yeah. everyone just kind of went quiet and I just put my thumb up to say I'm grand but I remember the next yeah. morning like taping myself up to go to work putting a whole supporting I mean he, yeah you know even say la- not last year the year before I fractured and dislocated my right shoulder I was out of work for three months I couldn't do certain things in work after lifting up heavy things or whatever but the first two three years I came back from injury like even before the underdogs I spoke about it with yourselves last year mm. I did not enjoy playing one bit I was in agony yeah there's no enjoyment in that yeah 100% there's no enjoyment in that and that's the thing like it's 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 like, you know, and that's the thing that annoys me about the whole, like, people wanting to have their inter-county season all year. I'm kind of like, that's like, like, there's a very good reason that the players have nearly all to a man. Maybe there's only been one or two, I'd say, at most, who have, when asked about this, have said anything even close to negative about it. Like, they love it, like. Mm. Like, and I know a lot of inter-county players, like, and they're like, yeah, it's unreal, we finish up, and... You know, then we have a week or two off, and we go into the club. And then if we go well with the club, sure it's great because we have a clear run at the club, and I love and they love that, and they love actually getting to reconnect with the lads at the club level. And equally, they're like, sure, look, if you get knocked out, then you can do a bit of traveling. You can go for a holiday. Like yeah. you can do, you've all these things. Like I met, I met a number of intercounties. I was off traveling there um, in November, December. I swear to God, like Thailand was just full of <laughs> intercounties players. Like, like. Like it was full of lots of people and lots of things, but like it was full of inter county GA players as well. It was like the, the other thing thrown in there, like and like it might, it might be a podcast sometime. Yeah, that's just a different kind of podcast. I think no, maybe released after nine o'clock. But um, I was gonna say like, but it was great to see. Like I was actually just there thinking one day. I was like, Jesus, great! Like that they can actually, like. It's it's only a couple of weeks, by the way. Like it's not like they're off like party central, like. But it's that yeah. these that these young men can actually, you know go away for four or five weeks now and like actually enjoy the world and, and like you know become better human beings experience things mm. you know have have life experiences like and not be not be rigidly defined by this bubble that they that they voluntarily were live in and, and, and like to live in like and I think that's something as well that like you know sometimes in the intercounty talk it gets lost like you know people think oh it's too much as this it's like the lads like it like do you know these guys are high performance athletes they like training hard they like they wouldn't do they it like otherwise. Eating, yeah they like eating well like and it's a very good lifestyle for a lot of them in a lot of ways like but it's nice that they can add a bit of balance to it now I think and like that's that's the key to it like you know so like that's something that I suppose you know it is all well and good we could we'd all love to have you know, or 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 GA on twelve months of the year, like watching it. But like, like you grow sick it's of not, it. It's not a PlayStation game, like do you know what I mean. Like they're act- as, these are actually these are real people, like you know? yeah. But as as well, like like I right, I'm not a massive soccer fan. I do have an interest in soccer. I, Liverpool would be the team I support. But in saying that, 
even when Liverpool were winning the league and things were going well, I cannot watch the Premier League for nine months. It's just it's it's too much, like, and it's, it's the quality, like. yeah, and the quality's not always going to be there. And I think, like, with the split season, with the intercounty, you get that high octave energy, everything, especially the way Limerick have raised the game in Harlan. It is so impressive to watch. And of yeah, course, yeah. You, like it's like anything. You eat a good chocolate bar, say there's eight squares, and when you get to the eight square, you want more. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing is, if you, but if, if you, you went, but if you sixteen, if you sixteen squares, you don't want the seventeen. Like it's diminishing it's, returns, like yeah. it's diminishing marginal returns. Like that's yeah. that's it's again, like it's it's a real, it's a common concept. Like it makes perfect sense. Like it exists. Like do you know, it's a real thing. Do you know? Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like um. You know, if someone was to ha- say have an alcoholic beverage and then they went to a non-alcoholic. I always compare the club scene sometimes to to like that. So say you're on a diet and you have a, a fake pizza where you make a pizza wrap because you can't have the real pizza. <laughs> like club hurdle is kind of sometimes like, right, your inter-county's not on, but here's club or, You know, the league is the same when it comes to February. Yeah. It's not quite mm. that champ- uh, champagne championship hurling, yeah. but it, like, it will get you, boy. One thing I would say about that is though, like, like I think... You should nearly, like, nearly treat them as two different products. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and not even, not even look at them like you know one is a substitute for the other. Just be like, like you're because you're it's a totally different hit. You know, like like I find, like I went there during the summer, um, late summer last year. I went off to a club game with a friend. Um, we went. There was two more club games on that night, kind of on our way home, and we went for a bite to eat before one, uh, after the first one, before the second one. Drove to the venue of the next game, went into the local pub there, had one pint while have watching the soccer, went over then across the road and watched the next club championship game. Like these are premier intermediate club games in Cork, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like not even the top grade, but like just local affairs, really good. Into it then, went home and like you had two or three club games, a bite tea, and it was like this totally different local affair. And it's like, I enjoy that as much as I've ever enjoyed going up to Crow Park for an All-Ireland. Mm. But like in a totally, totally different way. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the hurling was the hurling was bang average. Like you know, some of, like some of the hurling that was played, bang, but it was totally different. Like it was you were watching real lads that you kind of like that you know, and like it wasn't this kind of almost unattainable superstar thing, which is unreal as well in its own right. So I would say like that nearly like the way to go about it is it's not even to look at it like you know the the cheap pizza and the and the normal pizza or whatever. Like it's nearly to look at it like I'm just like. One is breakfast and one is dinner. Like, you know, like yeah, they're yeah. totally different. Yeah, like, yeah. it's literally just like, like they're two different things for two different times of the day or of the year. Do you know, and like enjoy them each in a totally different way because, like, like the club has the club does not have the quality of intercounty. That's fine. I think everyone knows that, but it has a different kind of charm and there's a different connection appeal. when you're. Too, there's a different appeal, and and yeah. that's where maybe people fall down when they start comparing or they start thinking like, oh, like blah blah blah. Like it's like you're missing out because you're not willing to kind of treat this as a totally different thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that's the key to really to enjoying your club season is that saying, right, we're into club now. It's a different thing entirely. It's not like that we're saying, because there's no comparison, like you said, in terms of the quality, like, like the quality, like there's no comparison there. Like, you know, even the very, very best club games, like which we got a lot of very, very good ones. Like, you know, like by yeah. comparison to county, you're just, it's a different, it's a different world. Like, and, and that's fine. It's not supposed to be the same, you know? Um, But like, there's a different charm to the club game, I think. Like, and that's, I suppose that's something that, you know, like the, the other thing I suppose is like, people think, oh, like there was 400,000 people watching the All-Ireland or there's 80,000 things. So she'll only get a couple of thousand at a club game or anything. It's like, yeah, but you get them at 
every club game. Yes, in every county. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like it's over thirty-two counties. Like it's like if you've got if you've got you know thirty-two counties all of a county final and there's 10,000 at each, that's 320,000 people. Like I'm saying, I had to be more if there was 20,000 yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, people are, they're trying to compare like, oh, the Cork county final to the All-Ireland. They're like, oh, sure, there wasn't half as many there. Sure, like it's not as big enough. Game. It's like, yeah, but there's one going on in Waterford and there's one going on in Clare. Yes, and exactly. And they're all at that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, people talk about, they talk about exposure. That was a word that really fucking got my goat. Like, <laughs> they're on about exposure this, exposure that. I was like, do you want to see exposure? Is go down and watch what David Clifford can actually do to a normal human being in a game a club of football. Level. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's actually that's how you see how good this guy is as well. Like, and then mm. you put the two. So he's like, what's he do against the very, very best? And it's like amazing, fast, but what yeah. a player! Like, and then it's like now, now actually go watch him in a game down in Castle Island against some a junior team very, that he, yeah, yeah. Very, some very decent club player from Kerry who's probably yeah. very very good but like he's, at the end of the day is just a normal a mere mortal like and watch and then you can actually see what the actual you're like wow this guy is really good like you know that, like you actually see you what he's like compared to it. normal exactly yeah. and that's why like there's just totally different things and like you know like this notion of like that that we're not getting as much exposure like exposure is exposure is like is going down to your club and being exposed to the games it's going down to see these things in close as well mm. as well as the you know like like it's the two should be the two should exist parallel you know they're not in competition with each other it's like one complements the other in a very kind of you know like you can be directly impacted by a club thing in a very different way to the intercounty, like you know, and I think mm-hmm. that I think people need to kind of it's just a, it's a it's a kind of a a psychological shift and a kind of a culture shift. And if you're kind of if you're able to kind of you know start start thinking about it that way, like I think there's a lot of enjoyment to be got out of having or two, you know, and actually you know having good time of year for the club now, and you know a good run at the club, and and mm-hmm. players actually kind of getting to play together in the club because like you know for, for years there like where it was like. Jeez, it was like international sport, we'd say, like where you know, clubs are yeah. with the county, and then the clubs have like, oh yeah, there you go, there's your best, there's your best <laughs> player. Uh, you can have him for one training session, and uh, you're playing at the weekend. Like, yeah. and and by and it's not just like, oh, throw that lad in corner forward. It's like, oh, there's probably your like the best player your club has had in the last twenty years. Yeah, uh, yeah, figure something out for him. Like, you're kind of like, what? Like the whole you, game plan. You built a whole season around, around him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, like you have to like, but like before, like sure you couldn't like before, like when you an intercounty fella, you nearly had to be like, look, we stick him in midfield, or we'll stick him in corner forward, or we'll stick him in somewhere where he won't affect the whole setup of the team. Like we'll say because you had to spend six months actually building a team. Like you're hardly going to stick him in centre back then, you know? Like so, like it's no look. I think I just think there's a lot of benefits to it. Like I don't know how I ended up on a rant about that for as long as I did. There you go. <laughs> Not to worry. Uh, talk about enjoyment. Of course, people that tuned into TG Carr last year um, would have seen the mayhem that was the underdogs. Um, how did you find the experience personally yourself? Um, yeah, Jesus, like mixed bag, I suppose. Like is the is is the truth of it. Like, um, I suppose. Well, no, no. When I say that, that sounds that sounds very negative. That's not what I mean. <laughs> that like, it, I I really enjoyed it. Like, but. I suppose it it wasn't without its challenges, like, and I think that's that's something that's has to be kind of that's probably something that's obvious to to most people, like. But you know, like, I suppose it's 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 not like anything that you've ever done before or ever will do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's it has a 
broad resemblance to preparing a team, but like that's it's it's not the same in any way, and and it couldn't be. And I'm not I'm not, not giving out about that, you know. But it's there's um there's there's a lot like even you know there's there's a lot to it. I suppose there were there was there was challenges to it. We'll say it, you know, um mm. by comparison to we'll say organizing a team, we'll say under normal circumstances, we'll yeah. say you know like 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 even. You know, there were simple things like, we'll say, like, obviously it's a TV show. So like, you know, there's, there has to be filming, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which means the filming has to go on in the middle of while you're training or while you're this. And like, you know, so like you have to be, you have to be really on the ball and organized so that the lads can actually have a fucking training session, you know, and that you can actually have a training session that flows, but equally that you're kind of getting opportunities for the lads because they have to make a TV show. and, And that's what, you know, like, and that's, that's that's not giving out like that's the gig do you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah. what you that's what you've signed up for there's an element of that that you have to accept but like you know like and they're re- like I, I would say the lads are really good um they're really good at making the show when you when you see the episodes when the, when you see the way they came out you started to understand you know you were kind of like oh so that's what all the bullshit was about. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like that's that's and like in fairness like i remember shanty fiona and rob who two of the main producers would say on it like after the yeah. first episode and i was kind of like I was like, yeah, I'm glad that aired while we're still doing this because I have a bit more patience now for some of the, for some of the, some of the stuff. The parents like, you know, and like, and this is it. Like, and that's their area of expertise. And you know, they're they're very good at it. Like, there's a reason they're at it. You know what I mean? Like, but um, like even things like, geez, we were doing a warm up drill one time for a match. Like, and Robert O'Donnell nearly killed one of the cameramen. Like, and they were stuck in the middle of the thing. And like, and I and like I had sympathy for both parties in it. Like, because I was like, if I was in the middle of a warm up now for a game. And this lad accidentally wandered into my way holding a camera. Like I would want to crease him, but then equally I'm like, I'm like, well, like you know. Also, this lad has to has a do job, a job to do. He has, yeah, to, yeah. He, has, he has to get the shot. So I'm kind of yeah. like, and you're just there in the sideline as a coach. You're kind of like, God, everyone is kind of right here, and everyone is wrong. So it's kind of like, so, like stuff like that, or like, you know, even like we'll say, you know, there was a lot of kind of filming things will say that lads kind of after a long day will be like oh jesus like i don't want to do this now i'm mm. sick of it like you know and like and we'd have agreed we'd have agreed with which in some of those things but then you went and did them and some of them turned out really well do you know what i yeah. mean like and and after it you were kind of like yeah they were right to make us do that you know so like i suppose <laughs> it, it's 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 one of those things that like i suppose like at the it has challenges but like at the end of it like you know like you kind of defer to the experts on making a tv show and that's like that is again you know that is what it is like it, there was a lot of hurling involved in it and there was a lot of like i got a lot out of it from a hurling perspective and i hope the lads you know that you all did too mm-hmm. would say it. and like but equally like you know there was elements to it that you know were that had to be done for that side of it you know that and that everyone knows that like you know what i mean yeah. like that's um that had to be kind of we'll say you know like you needed to do a run out or, or stuff like that for a camera yeah. like stuff like that would say that like that lads especially hurling lads I think you know and GA lads like you know, like GA lads have no time for for any of that kind of <laughs> like you know like they're like so like for them to kind of but like again and then you're trying to manage the lads then and trying to kind of you're trying to say look lads you know like let's just we, we just buy in we do all these things and like and then we move on and we do this thing and, that, and like lad, the lads were good at, at that but like that's one of the challenges of it I suppose that like you know it's um it's a unique kind of experience like, but I, like equally that's it like I think like you learn a lot about managing in different situations for for that through that as well like in that like mm-hmm. it might 
can be directly applicable to, to managing in a different team down the line, but you'll have learned something from it, you know, like, um, mm. and then like, you know, even like, aside from all those kind of, those are, those are logistical challenges, we'll say like, is that like, but then like, there's things like working with someone like John, we'll say who, you know, even you learn from John when you're just sitting there having lunch, chatting to, do you know what yeah. I mean? It might even be about hurling, you just sit there and listen to a guy like that, you know, for hours, like, do you know, because when he talks, he's so interesting. But what he is as well, if he's interested, do you know, yeah. And um, I think that's something that like, that's something that is like, I kind of learned from him is that like, his his greatest kind of skill is not that alone that he's interesting, but that he's interested, you know, like you always feel like there was a guy there who was interested in, in you, in the person, in the group, in the, you know, in, in the whole, you know, in, in everything. He's in, he's actually just interested in everything, you know, like he's an interesting man because of that then, you know. Yeah. Um, so you remember- like, like there's, Sorry, do you remember that just as you said that about John Allen, the campfire, the, the first, the very first uh, night the team got together, um, and we had mm. the campfire, and we we're talking about music or whatever, and then the, the mm. camera went off, and like you're kind of intimidated as a player at the start because mm. I know you 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 won't take this lightly, but you're Jamie Wall, Claire O'Connor's Claire O'Connor, and John Allen is John Allen, and for us you're kind of you're the mega stars of the show and we're coming in and we're trying to learn from me and we've massive respect for all three and John just said Seamus can you come here for a second and I just went oh Jesus I'm in trouble here like what have I done <laughs> and he was just like uh, you know I was in Graceland and he just he shows me a picture on his phone of Elvis's house yeah. and I was yeah. just like what? And he, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, then he goes to me do you know any Billy Joel songs and I was like is, is he for real? Is this the same is guy? He is, he is, he, is, there a, is, there ca- like... is there a camera over in the <laughs> I, could, like, like, I really is, couldn't yeah. believe it. Like, and I remember walking down uh, Turles Square, the Turles episode, and he he says to me, "Do you know what's a fabulous song?" He said, "Billy Joel, um, uh, New York," and he started singing it. We two yeah. of us were just walking, and I was yeah. just like, "I was." It was a real pinch me moment because, yeah, you, like you always see. The managers nowadays, like mm. they're, they're either pumped up or the lads will do everything for me and so on, and it's all it's bravo. Yeah, yeah. You're right; he is just he's such a different character. Yeah, I've never come I, across like, anyone like him. It's a style of leadership like that I I loved. Like I really just took a lot from working with him. I just thought like it's just he's just a guy that you'd like. You just you I couldn't say enough good things for like you know like and just like and then when push came to shove, like he was. Fine and ruthless and serious when he needed to be with things as well. Like, Extremely like, ruthless. <laughs> like I, I loved, but I loved that about him too because I was like, I was like, he can cut through the bullshit so quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, he can just be like, you know, now this and like it's like a switch. Like do you know, and I just mm-hmm. thought like I just, I just genuinely thought like, and and then I was kind of like, the reason he's able to do that is because he thinks of this as a separate thing and like and he doesn't allow it to kind of influence his you know his decision. his decision and other things then and then like he's like yeah and, and then like he just it's like music it's like that's his interest whatever like and then it's like this thing is like bang down to business brass yeah. tax you know like and like it's just i suppose like that was like so again like i said like you know that whole experience like there was the challenge inside of it but then like there was stuff like that like working with with a guy like that like, like myself and claire took loads from it like like mm. there was times myself and claire would just be sat there and we spoke about after you'd be sat there just listening to john like the two of us just because like we're obviously it is both a little bit younger than john yeah um and like you know we're kind of like you know you're you're a little bit in awe of him and i know like he'd be giving out to me for talking like that but like <laughs> like you know we we would be genuinely like because just 
and not even about the hurling side of it, like which obviously like he's so many achievements as a dual player and as a, as yeah. a successful all you know, around manager, but like just actually as as a human being, like just thought like I know it sounds so corny, it sounds sound like I'm a Dublin footballer making a retirement <laughs> statement, like but like you know about the human beings and all this, but like yeah. honestly, like just such a such an interesting kind of man and, and like you know like genuine man and like that that side of it. So like there was those things then, like and and the other thing like working with lads, like I suppose it's something that I. It wasn't a major shock to me, like, you know, because, like, I've been working at colleges level for seven or eight years. And, like, the thing I love about colleges, GA, is that this kind of what I call kind of cross pollination, like, of hurlers, like, and hurling styles. And, like, you meet lads from Watford and Limerick and Kilkenny and Galway. And that's what we've had done in, in Limerick for years, you know, like, mm. Tip, Carpley, you get them all, like, and, like, they learn so much off each other, even as much as you, more. They learn more off each other than, than any coach or manager, like I said, from playing, you know, like, because every county has a little bit of their own style naturally like and, and the game is played a little bit differently in every place and like lads get so much from that I think like I think it's honestly something that like lads don't maybe we say people outside the loop of it don't realise like how much you know they don't realise how much we'll say take Mikey Kiley like who was who mm. scored 4-1 there in the fifth final at the weekend like we'll say like how much he's getting from playing alongside Mark Rogers and Adam English and Gerard O'Connor, but equally then how much they're getting from playing alongside him and how much they're learning or how much, like my brother is in the UL panel there, like, and he was just saying like, you know, like to be amongst some of them guys and like the different skill sets they bring, the different styles they have, the different kind of, air, like you couldn't but improve. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and it's like, and you like, you could stay in your own little bubble and train really hard and you'll improve a certain amount, but there's something that, like learning from those cultural differences in the game brings to you, you know, like, and it's the same, like, I think that, like, that's a big thing for like, for players when they go to college, they get it. They get that a lot. The lads who make an effort to play college as GA get that a lot. And I think there was an element of that as well with the lads with the underdogs like that. Like there was guys from all different kind of hurling cultures, we'll say it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you pick things up from them, you know, like, because some lads are, are from a naturally kind of a more old school, more direct kind of mm. style of, and like, but you see some of the things they bring to the party and you're like, Jesus, like one or two of those things could actually help my game down in Waterford where yeah. it might be a bit more, it might be a bit more kind of running based or like, and, and like, you know, I'm just saying, that's just yeah, an example, yeah. like off the top of my head, like that, like some lads, I suppose like that cross pollination thing and that, like I loved that side of it with the lads because you're bringing together lads from, you know, from Galway, Limerick, lads from, lads from, from a yeah. lot of counties, Antrim, Smiley coming down from Antrim, you know, like, <laughs> you get, like Eric Finn will say from Dublin, like had a really distinctive Dublin kind of, you know, style, <laughs> style. Kind of di- direct, direct, yeah. uh, you say brute, I would say direct, um, <laughs> kind of style of play, you know, like, but like, that, like, that's, for me, is something that I find very enjoyable working with groups like that will say that, you know, like that's why, that's why I've stuck in the college game for as long as I have, like, and enjoyed it as much as I have is because like every year, especially Mary I, because we're a teacher training college predominantly. So like you, you have to get lads from different counties, you know, like the lads in Cork can't do teacher training in Cork. They can't, yeah. you know, like the guys, we've guys from Waterford, um, we, you know, we've Keen Wadding and, and Ronan yeah. Howard from Ron from Ron Moore and Belly Gunner playing for us. Um, we've guys from Clare, you know, like guys from, like from all these, it's like, they have to go do teacher training in Limerick, like we'll say, or yeah, yeah. that's it. So like, we've especially got a kind of a real mix, mix and gather of, of cultures and that. Like, so like that side of it with the underdogs was really enjoyable too. Like was working with kind of the guys from different cultures and different kind of, different hurling cultures, let's say, like you know, different yeah. kind of grounds in it. Like, so like, so like I said, you know, like you could, you could, you could be forever, you know, talking about the, 
would say the challenges are like I wouldn't say negatives. I would say challenges. Yeah. You could be forever talking about the challenges, but like equally, like you could be forever talking about the positives that you get out of experience like that as well. You know, it was it was certainly as as a player, like as being a part of it, it it really re-energized my love for the game. Like I I cannot yeah. I cannot say how much like there was moments in the last year or two where. I was very close to not doing a podcast, very close to not playing Harlan ever again. And purely because I was out of love for it and I didn't mm. enjoy it. And like that, it was like going to college. That's the best mm. way to describe yeah, yeah. it. Like I remember, I remember the first night we sat in, <laughs> in the, the apartments up in Atlone and uh, I was in with um, Stevie, Stevie Gilfile, Smiley, Jack Kenny. Yeah, uh, Dan Conan, the Soiled Assassin and uh, a few others. And I remember... Was that like we're talking for about ten minutes? To Stevie, what do you do? Stevie's a family. He was a little bit older. Smiley had mm. the the gym, the business. Jack was saying yeah. he was studying. Dan was saying this, and I was just sitting there going, "I've I've played hurling for whatever sixteen, seventeen years. I played at a fairly good level. I've never experienced anything like this. Like I've been, mm, yeah. It, like even when you're involved with county, like I've been involved with county setups underage and stuff like that." And again, it's just it's it's lads from your same locality as such. But mm. to get that exposure of, Jesus, they do things a little bit differently up here, right? That fella does that. Like the one person I would have learned a lot of last season, well, last year, two players, one watching them was Martin Kelly. Martin Kelly's appetite yeah. for work is I've never seen anything like it. Like I loved him. I can only reference one player, which is Thomas Connors, in terms of my own club, Noel's older brother. And he just mm. has this appetite for work. It's just always been the way he's conducted himself around the field. But Martin Kelly, even the first, when you look back, the, the 40, first 40 minutes against Waterford, he must have hit everything that moved on that field. Like. Yeah, yeah. He was brilliant. I, I really liked him for the whole series, would say. like And just, uh, just like the punishment he took like, <laughs> and gave out. The punishment he took and gave out. like And just like... Like a flake and hurler then as well on top of it, like but like yeah. guys like that, like like I, I like he's he's a great example of a fellow like that I loved working with. Like I was kind of like, geez, like just such this different kind of he's a different kind of player to, mm. to anything that that I've come across before down in Cork would say like just a real different style of player. But like like I really enjoy, like that's a, that's he's a great example like for yeah. that like. But like even that point you make about being sat in the flat with the lads like like that's 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 kind of that's. The that's the best thing about colleges, GA will say. So that's something that I loved about the underdogs kind of set up was that like it felt a bit like kind of that we were getting that for the lads every weekend, you know, like that yeah. you're kind of getting that that kind of that camp, like that camp thing is it's actually a really it's a really nice thing to do. Like I kind of I kind of saw like geez that that's a real there's a there's a huge bounce out of something like that, you know. And it's mad because like don't get me wrong, I first of all when the idea when it came up and I went for the trials, you first you're like, I want I want the gear, I want to be on TV, mm, I'm looking yeah. forward to this. No, like seriously, and you're when you hear yeah, 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 course, who, the, yeah, yeah. who the managers are and who the selectors are, and you're like, I I'd really love to learn off them. But then I'll be honest with, uh, the hurling I didn't really care about. The camps were just some buzz. The camps were the yeah, best thing ever. Brilliant, yeah. yeah, and and like yeah, again, this, these aren't camps like full of like off on jolly trips right. and all that <laughs> the, 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 after the first camp I, like the first camp fucking drove me nuts now like I just we just didn't we we didn't kind of know the run of it like and I, yeah. I felt like we were kind of we were very we were all a bit kind of just in the dark like management 
players and producers even Jolly, we were all just kind of like management players and kind of when say the TV crew like we just we all didn't really know how to run it so well together but I remember even like the group of players um, kind of put together like a few things that they wanted to, to fix up for the next camp and we brought it to the to the lads and the lads in fairness some were brilliant in, in getting it started and like from then on like I really loved the Turles camp like I just I thought like, Turles camp was, was uh, brilliant Yeah. Turles camp was brilliant. Turles camp was second was the second one. Like I really like because I just I just kind of before that like said like similar now to what you're saying like like I was kind of going up to Turles like I was a bit pissed off after the kind of that long camp I was kind of like I just felt like I k
Uh, you did something like you did one or two very good things there, and I was kind of saying, right, this guy isn't in the shape he'd like to be in, but he's still performing. So like, you know, is that a, like I was kind of saying the ceiling must be some bit decent there? Like, do you know what I mean? Like mm. the, the ceiling might be high enough there. Like and and like like I would say there was actually there was a huge improvement in your hurling between camp two and camp three, wasn't it? You did, yeah, I played you, against the Irish Army and then played against you did uh, well against Causeway. Army. Yeah, you did well against Army and did very well against Causeway. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. like, like I would think that like, like Sham, like there was there's obviously an element of, of journey to it with everyone, like, but like I would say like that, it was more about like, like I think some guys were brought because they're more so that we could see that there could be an improvement than than like like than any of the other kind of side of things. Mm. I would say, do you know what I mean? Like, um, like as far as I was concerned, like fellas weren't getting friends weren't going to get on the pitch in my eyes unless they could actually contribute early yeah. wise, do you know what I mean and like and John like you said John is John is straight see as as we were saying about the underdogs I suppose it was kind of more from my point of view towards the end it, it kind of felt more like a TV program than Harlem but you know the way you've analysed it there is probably how I felt it myself as well I knew I was doing certain things okay, but I didn't quite have the fitness. And I suppose that's maybe the difference in coaching and management that you can see the potential where someone can go or where they could be with a bit mm. of work um, in the setup. I suppose we talked about challenges. For you, what was what was your positive or your highlights from the whole journey looking back? Like there was hilarious moments, you know, in different camps and things that happen in different events. But like for you, from your point of view, like, you know, is there something you look back and you go, like you said, Turles Camp kind of brought it together. Um, mm. I, I remember being up on the hill in Kildare. Like that army camp was, that's one of the toughest things I've ever yeah. done. Yeah, like from, from my side, I suppose, I I just really got on well with John and Claire. Like, like really, really enjoyed working with them. Like we... Like we still have a WhatsApp group. We still clears off in America uh, with the family now. Um, yeah. She moved to Atlanta with, with her husband Pearson and the kids and um and John is in UCC studying music full time, you know, like and like just they're two great people, do you know what I mean? And like just actually making friends with them and, and staying friends with them was probably the biggest highlight was probably the biggest um thing that I got out of it, like. You know, like obviously there was you know working with someone like John and and seeing someone like that up close was, was mm. brilliant too. Like, but like I think just that that friendship, like a genuine friendship with two genuine people, was was savage. Like out of it, like and and like I I was really fond of of the group of players as well. Like you know for a finish, like and um like I re- I genuinely was um but I suppose like obviously like you know we spent a lot of time together myself, John and Claire. Like that's like you know you know yourself. Like those weekends were intense. Like you know yeah. they were. Like I think my highlight was myself and Claire before the before the hypnotist down in Kildaimo. <laughs> myself and Claire snuck into the feckin' bar there, the three sisters bar or the, is that in Edinburgh? Maybe it's it the was seven no, sisters no, bar. Seven sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, myself and Claire snuck over there and had two gin and tonics while there was a soccer match on, just to kind of <laughs> chill out after the day because it was roasting hot as well and we were training that morning, you know, like. Yeah. And, Two of us went off and we just got two gin and tonics inside the thing. And I just remember we just had great practice, relaxing. And we're like, the day is done now, you know, mm. just chill. And we'll have this thing in a bit. And like, like moments like that where you actually get to just, you know, have have a bit of kind of 
you know, normal time with, with the kind of people that you're spending all this time with, like they're like, they're savage, like, you know, mm. um, really enjoyed, really enjoyed those kind of things. Um, like they were just like, they, they were good crack would we'll say like, you know, and like, um, and then like, you know, some of the hurling sessions really got a kick out of like, you know, like some of the, it's like some of the, there was one of the hurling sessions in Kildaimo really enjoyed yeah, um, I know the one you're calling in yeah. Turles. Yeah, like some of them, you know, like sometimes because, like, like the thing is, like when you're training teams, like, like we all have them. Like we all have days where we're playing and we're good, and you're you're don't want it to end. And we all have days where you're shite, and you're just like from start to finish, you just feel disjointed. And it's the same when you're training a team. Like sometimes you design a training session, and stuff just doesn't work, and yeah. you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, this is just it's pulling teeth, you know. But yeah. there's some days where it just flows and it works and they're so enjoyable like they're such they're so enjoyable you know yeah. like and so i suppose like you know just those things like like i said that one of those trainings in kildaimo was one of those things you know that you know different human moments as well would say with john and claire were, mm. were savage as well um so like really like there, there's so many kind of things that like you know and like the thing is like if you asked john or claire that same question you know like they might think of something that i've forgotten there and i'd be like oh jesus yeah there was that you know what i mean and yeah. that's kind of the nature of it like you know so like um yeah so like that that was kind of they were they were the big things for me like it, it's funny when you say that because literally when you're on about yourself and claire going for the gin and tonic two things came into my mind and they were both on the same weekend and that was the wexford weekend and uh, the first one was um, the electricity going in Kilmockridge down in the, the hospitality oh, yeah, yeah. we were in. And it was such a strange thing to happen. Like the weather was really bad in general. Yeah, That's yeah. why electricity went. But there was about eight of us in one house with the fire lighting. And we were just sitting around the fire. And of course, Rob O'Donnell being the maverick, that's Rob O'Donnell, you know, there in the bare feet with the paper. And we were we were just having a chat and he was like, it was so normal. I remember him asking Keen more, like, do you have brothers and sisters? You know, uh, how's yeah, yeah. how's this? How like how's your head? Um, I remember like saying, Darren Darren Kelly was saying kids are coming down and the missus tomorrow. You know, mm. and yeah, yeah. It, it kind of all brought it back into perspective. And like, there are things you never see on the on the camera, mm. and yeah, yeah. it's them moments. But the other one, the highlight of the whole thing was myself and Killian Fedesi drove down together from. Waterford, we'd have we we done a recovery yeah, yeah. session, and uh, let's just say Killian Fennessy and Smash Hits now wouldn't go astray because he sang every body band song on the way. Oh, it geez. was just, Christ. it was a sight, right? It was a sight I might didn't expect. Like everyone knows, I like to sing and I like to murder yeah, a few yeah. songs. But we were driving down the car and he just went, Sham, I have a treat for you today. And he just hit play on this playlist. <laughs> and he just Westlife blew. And oh, Christ. I, well, do you know what? It was absolutely brilliant because I was just sitting there and he felt so comfortable after the couple of months yeah, yeah. we spent together. And the pure joy that it was bringing. It was mm. like when John was talking to me about music. It was kind of like, oh, you're yeah, into yeah. that. That's your thing as well. And yeah, Kane yeah. was just like, we were going down to play one of the, the biggest games of our lives, say, mm. and being involved in the whole thing was coming to an end. And it just kind of, I turned and looked to Killian in my head. It was like, I'd literally, I'd go to this fella's wedding. I'd, I'd go up and see him tomorrow yeah, if yeah. I could. And, you know, you get them friendships out of it. And I think as corny as you said earlier, as cheesy as the sound, it's really the people that you met, the friendships yeah, you got out 100%. of it is, has 100%. been amazing. Um, 100%. 
haven't worked under yet because I was part of them sessions that you mentioned in in Kildimo and did, I know the one you're on about Turles. It was a dark yeah, night yeah. under the floodlights up there. It was. I remember coming off the field that evening, going, I, "I'm ready to go now. I'm, I'm literally. Yeah, I'll yeah. go right now." Like and like, I know from watching you in different clips and interviews that you done after the time of of your accident and then to last year on TG Car. You're not one that takes um, praise lightly, I should say. It's probably the cork in you. You kind of just badger it away. But, like, I think Intercounty is probably the next step for yourself. I, I don't know, what, like, you know, what, what your own thoughts are on that. Um, But in terms of hurling brains of the people I've been around in the last couple of years, I've spoke to everyone in my club about you. I've spoke to everyone that I talked to in general. Your hurling brain is just second to none, like the stuff that you see in the coaching, it, it, like it was a pleasure to train under you last year. Like is, is the dream or not a dream because it's probably not a dream in your case, it's an attainable goal, but is Intercounty the next step for Jamie Wall? Jesus. Well, first of all, thanks, Shem. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll take the compliment. I won't <laughs> add it away. I'll just say thanks. And we're bad at taking compliments and learning the thing. So uh, when someone says something nice, just trying to say thanks. But yeah, um, I don't know. Look, honestly, I'm not just kind of I'm not just kind of giving a, a bullshit answer now when I say I don't know. Like like I mentioned at the top there to you, like that I'm studying for law exams at the moment and mm. like I'm gonna start a traineeship next January for that. So like realistically, like, you know, that traineeship is gonna be tough going for a year or two and um I'd be quite happy if I was able to just get another little bit of experience at club level, we'll say, um, mm. while that's going on. You know, it, like, to be honest with you, if I'm able to balance that, I'd be quite happy, you know. <laughs> and those, those traineeships are tough going, you know, and you, you do work and that. So, like, I suppose I would love to think down the line that, that something like that w- might be in the offing. Like, But I suppose I've always said that, like, you know, it's something that I'll only keep doing as long as I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, and like, mm. you know, some, you know, like, right now I'm enjoying it like but I suppose you know yourself how quickly you can fall out of enjoyment with something you know like so like there's a lot there's a lot I suppose to it like and, and like we were chatting off air about the hours that that uh, the current Waterford manager is putting into to things off the, away from the pitch even you know like yeah. and I suppose if you're going to do it like it's such a flipping it's so huge you can't half do it do you know what I mean no. so like you have to be in a in a position mentally, but also in your life, in terms of your work, you have to be in a position to really give so much of yourself, probably more actually funny enough than the players. Like, and that's not to minimize their commitment. Like yeah. it's a, it's not the same physical commitment as theirs, but it's probably a bigger mental commitment, you know? So I think right now, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's maybe, maybe not a dream as such, but it's a, maybe an ambition, but it's also one that like, I'm not, um, like I'm not kind of pigeonholing myself into a kind of a mm. a kind of a, a definite timeline that it needs to be this, it needs to be that. I think it's just something that like, you know, I'm quite enjoying club level now. It's a totally different experience, but you're always learning, you know, like and, and there's loads of learning and like you're never like you'll never have learned enough yeah. to kind of to be at that level. Like you know, I had a good chat with Mick Dempsey before. Um we played Carlo IT there. We played him fucking every year in the fits nearly <laughs> like, but um you know, he asked me early on in it how I felt I was getting on with coaching and that, like, and this was back in 2017 or, or that, mm-hmm. like, and I said, yeah, look, Jesus, Mick, like, I feel like I'm learning all the time with it. He goes, Jamie, like, that's the way it's going to be forever. Like, in the minute you think you're not learning anymore, you're done. You're finished. Yeah. Like, do you know, the minute, like, 
And it was a great line. It was a great line. I kind of thought, yeah, do you know what? The day that you think, Asher, yeah, I don't really have anything. I'm not. The minute you kind of nearly don't feel under pressure to improve yeah. yourself and learn, you're finished. Like, and that's why the likes of Davy is putting in the hours he's probably putting in away from it. Like, like there's a guy who could very easily turn around and say, listen, like, like I've won in all Ireland. I've won if it's given. I've won the league. I've won the Munster Championship. Like, he's won everything he's won there is. Everything there is to win. And, you know, like and and like you don't have to like Davies like Marmite like people love him or hate him like that like but you don't have to love him or hate him to respect the commitment that he he puts into trying to to improve in that side of things you know the hours and that's so I suppose that's a, a long winded way of kind of saying maybe it is but you know equally like I think those opportunities kind of they come at a certain time we'll say and I suppose it's like you know. They're not, I don't, I wouldn't say they're in the immediate offing, like, but, um, mm. you know, because there's a couple of other things life-wise that I probably need to, need to box off yet, but equally, like, then, then you see, then you don't know, like, like that, that call could come in 12 months time from somebody to get involved with them and, and you have to be re- willing, re- you have to be ready to jump on the train, I suppose, when it comes. So, like, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that, like, I just think you can't, you can't, um, I, you can, but I don't think you should, um, <laughs> get too bogged down in like, you know, a kind of a timeline, a kind of a, a rigid timeline of I need to be here, then I need to be there, then just, and actually just kind of go and, and learn and have the experiences. And when the experiences crop up, you know, like take them. Like, I think that's something we spoke about very early on, funny enough, come back to mm. the underdogs. Like, is you don't know when, even John actually said it, like he said, like, you know, he was just given the chance to be manager of car. He kind of didn't feel ready for it either, but he was like, like I either fucking do it now or I don't like you know yeah. and that's like and you don't get to pick when that comes so like I suppose you just have to keep doing the right things and keep kind of learning it. and then eventually if you're lucky not for everyone but you know eventually yeah. someone someone might give you that call to be involved in a thing but I think like there's so much even geez like even before you'd before you go manage inter-county team like I, I'd be like I think you're at you're at nothing not getting involved for a couple of years and seeing it from the inside too because like there's such a gulf in terms of what you have access to, what you yeah. what you have to do. Like even like funny enough, like even you know, like I, I was uh, like I felt quite sorry for would say Colin Bonner down in Tip last year, mm. you know, and and like that. But like I was kind of saying to someone early on, like like Colin had managed obviously one or two intercounty teams, but he'd also managed really successful Fitzgibbon manager. Mm. And I was saying to someone, I was like, I'd say the biggest culture shock for him is he's going to realize how much he actually has access to. Yeah, and that's because I was like, so I was kind of like, Jesus, if it's given manager, you're kind of always on your back fighting for access to players or access to <laughs> to meals for the team, and like, you know, because it's like, you know, like colleges doesn't have the same budget that Intercounty does, doesn't have the same yeah. access that it does, and like, you'd even like, you'd even probably be amazed at seeing what they the positives that they have access to. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. what actually being in a position there where you can maximize those things because that's what lads lads expect, like, mm. like. Intercounty players are a very selfish group of people because they have to be because they put in so much and they've got such short careers, you know, at it that you have like if you go in there like you have to be ready. Do you know what I mean? Like like it's it's like we talk about managers being ruthless and that like players are ruthless. Like do you know what I mean? Like and if you're not if you're not ready and right for players, like you will like you know. So like I suppose it's you'll be found out very, very quick, very, very quick. You know what I mean? So like, so I think it's something shameless like that. Like I, like I said, I wouldn't be, I'm, I'm not in a rush to do anything, <laughs> but I'm kind of trying to get myself ready to do something. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when, like you're, when you outline, like, again, 
like the the hours that are put in by management and what's available yeah. and all this stuff. Like even now, me just sitting back thinking, I'm like, I ah, give it a couple of years. Fuck yeah, exactly. This is it. Like like you know. So like, and it's and it's not like and and that's like that's kind of like what I'm trying to say. I suppose is like, you know, like I have so much respect for lads that are involved at that level because I know what they're actually putting in to yeah. it. You know what I mean? Which is why. I'm not kind of fucking <laughs> chomping it, at the bit there. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not even that. It's that I'm not like I suppose I wouldn't be arrogant enough to think that you could just breeze into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there, yeah. there's there's a lot of groundwork I think you'd have to do for that level. That that like you can you know you can you can enjoy training and you can be good at training and you can be good at those things. But like it is next level stuff to go up to that level. And I think yeah. that's something that I think you know even the even the best of people at club level. You know, you really do need um to get that bit of exposure to the whole thing before you could even dream of going into it, like and see it really, you know, and and, and go into a, a good situation and learn. Like I think that's where that's where people have been successful. You know, like you take look at the most successful manager at the moment is John Kiley. Mm. Something I didn't actually know about John Kiley until the underdogs was he was a selector for Limerick under Back John. Staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't realize that at all. And like that's so like like you know, we all see from the outside, oh, John Kyle, he's gone in there and he's done great. He's made it. He's just come in in one yeah. goal and he has it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was 10, there was 10 years of, of that groundwork on in yeah, to, to yeah. being, there. so like this is, you know, so like, I think, um, you know, like I said, you know, there, there's there's miles to go and there's always miles to go with it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're never going to be fucking perfect either. Like, but, mm. you know, you just, there's always a lot of work to do on that front before you could think of, of going there. Like, but um, yeah, like, like very 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 long winded answer to like kind of, yes but, <laughs> but but like but don't have a have a have a big quote over my head saying you know has to I be want this in, time, I yeah. want in now you know, like, like, it's yeah, it's, a, it's funny because like the so say like season ended last year underdogs ended mm. and it comes to January and January can be obviously a dark month for everybody just given yeah. no sunlight no sport whatever I got contacted by two different teams to get involved with them. Yeah. Purely, purely off the back of the underdogs, and uh, I also got asked then by uh, a county board official to get involved with Waterford underage. Yeah, and it, first, first thing I said was straight away flattered, and then I just yeah. sat back and I went, "I have no fucking experience. <laughs> I, I can't like, think of, yeah, you have to think about the ask, like, yeah, like, what, and, what and does in, this actually entail, like, yeah, in your in your head, you're like, Jesus, I could be this, like, this title or whatever." And like you say it to your family or your friends or you know down the pub to one of the lads mm. and they're like, like, I I was offered a position with Waterford like, with with the seniors like behind the mm. scenes, and uh, it it was brilliant to be even taught about and stuff like that. But I'm doing a small bit for my club now, doing the exact same thing, and the hours that it's taken. Like yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there's no like I could there's now don't get me wrong. Again, it's great to be taught of, but I couldn't, like, as I said to you earlier, I was off playing a charity golf event. I'm doing the podcast with you now. I've soccer training at half seven. I'm, I've hurling sprints tomorrow. I've hurling match Saturday, soccer match yeah. Sunday. None of that will exist if, if like, if you, and, if you do those things and you yeah. have to be, you have to be willing, you have to be willing to, and, and not even willing, not only willing, you have to want, want it because it's not fair on the want, players. It has to be, you have to be ready like in your life to give that because I suppose that's and that's and, and like you know that's the and, and not only like not only you have to be willing and you have to want and if you're ready to give it, then you have to be ready as well on top of it like you know what I mean like so like it's a 
it's it there's a reason I suppose that you know that that only so few people do it and get to it and, and do it down the line is that like yeah. all of those things at the same time have to exist yeah you know like they have yeah. to exist together at the right time you know for something to work like so um so yeah like it's it's something I think that like you know you have to kind of um you can't get too rigidly focused on because mm-hmm. like it's like you know when it when it, when it when it's right to come you'd hope it comes and yeah like you know that's 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 literally that's the way you kind of have to look at it I think a very very wise words from uh, from Jamie. Um, look, it, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, the last hour and a half catching back up with you after last year, but like again, I can't emphasize it. If if people get an opportunity to see you at a game or if they get a chance to pick, you probably won't thank me for this, but if people get a chance <laughs> to pick your brain on hurling, I think you've a fabulous brain when it comes to. And uh, this has only dawned on me recently. I was at a funeral back in, in January and a member of my own club who would have been involved in Harlem, say, for 40, 50 years, would have played the game and everything. And he just turned to me and he said, do you understand tactics in Harlem? He said, you seem, you seem to understand it, Sham. And I said, I do have a fairly good concept of how the game works and, and how to try expose stuff and so on. He goes, I don't have a clue about it. And I'm involved <laughs> in Harlem all the time. And yeah. it, But you, you think, right, no matter what level it is, when players are playing, that they understand it. They they don't. And, and there's you, a lot of instinct for lads. Yeah. For some lads like like it's funny. Like I, I was listening to um to Paul Flynn and Michael Murphy there yesterday on uh, Second Captains. They're doing the yeah. football analysis, and like I just think Paul Flynn would be a coach's dream. Like oh, the man stop. understands football. Like I'd be listening to it there, and I'm kind of like. It's almost like like and I played intercounty football to under twenty one and yeah. like that's a, it's a long enough time ago now so like the game has moved on a bit but like you know I'd like to think that I understand football and then I'd be listening to Paul Flynn talking about <laughs> different things and I'm just there like sweet Jesus I don't have a fucking clue what I'm on but about like that's, I'm just, that's like, how I'm, I felt with her like, last year with you <laughs> <laughs> you know so like it's it's one of those things but like you know like it's the other thing is like I suppose like like we can all think that we understand it and we all have it right and then like it just takes one fellow who understands it better and you to make a fool out of you and you're back to yeah. square one and that's that's the beauty of it too. Do you know what I mean? Like like some fella comes along and does something that you haven't come across before or does it in a different way and you literally go back home and you fucking pull out your pen and paper <laughs> and you're like, Oh Jesus, like what are we gonna do if that happens again? Like like you know. So like they're like they're that's kind of what's enjoyable about sport in general, is that like you know, it's always a case of like, you know, like you know say you and me are, are managing two different teams and I'm thinking like what's who I'm going to pick where's he going to put your man there what am I going to do if he does this this and this and this, this and you already know that I'm thinking about this this and this so you're playing like you're like and it's constant like trying to move things on but at the end of the day then like the the, the best part of it at all especially in hurling probably even more so than football is like at the end of the day like the ball can just hit the post and fall into some lad's hand and he yeah. carries a goal and like all the budget that you spent 45 hours a week looking at it's all gone to nothing it's it's like it's a big chess game but also you throw a twister in the middle of it because the dice yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's what that was the phrase wasn't it about soccer so it was like like chess with with dice you know like is it listen you've got you've got all these things to it like but at the end of the day like you know we could be just sat in the sideline and just get good or bad luck do you know what i mean like like you could have a fella who just he hits the post and the ball goes wide like we'll say, take for example, Jake Morris a shot. We'll say, do you remember two years ago when um, yeah. three, it was more actually, Jesus Morris, three four years ago. Do you remember against Fair? He hit the post like, and from that puck out, the ball went out, um, 
one of the tip lads, I can't remember which of them, Brendan Maher, wasn't it Brendan Maher? Brendan Maher, he was playing midfield. Did his cruise yeah, yeah, yeah. Did his cruise from the next, the same play, did yeah. his cruise and Clare got a goal. And in that 40 seconds, Brendan Maher had done his cruise and Clare had not tipped out of the Munster Championship. 20, 20, I'll, give you, I'll give you a better one. because Jake Morris' shot went there, we'll say. Yeah. And if it had gone a yard to the right, and I was saying, even if it had gone a yard to the right, it had gone in. Even if it had gone a yard to the left and gone wide, it's, it actually yeah, it would have stopped the play. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. a different play. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean? like, so it's I got, mad. Like. Even a better one, 2013, Pat Horgan with that sideline against Clare last minute. He takes Stephen, the sideline. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Moylan. Stephen Moylan, sorry. Cuts it too yeah, far. Yeah. Cuts it over yeah. everyone. Ball runs out. A chance for it's Clare to build an attack. And yeah, all of a sudden, ball, yeah, and the ball gets worked down to, down to what's his name? Yeah. Donald Donovan. And all of a sudden, it's an equaliser. Yeah. Whereas, like, if that had dropped into the goalie's hands, you might think, oh, that's worse, you know, because the ball is still alive. Yeah. But actually, someone might have pressured him and his clearance might have gone to the right instead of the left or to the left. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, or if it had to go into like, a melee of players and just eat up the clock. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. it's, and, and like, all if it, had, if it had dropped in on the edge of the square and there was a bit of rocking and whatever, and like, and then Claire got a free out instead of a puck out, or like all these different things, like, yeah. you just, like, there's, like, for all the, Coaching and work, coaching and the tactical work and all that. Like sometimes, like shit, like that just happens. Like, like last year, we'll say with the club, like you know, like we'd we we like, we're beating after extra time. It was actually the day before we played um Owlert in that challenge game. I don't yes. know if you noticed, yeah. it was like a rat all day. <laughs> beating after extra time, like and like it was just it was tit for tat. It was us against um a, a local crowd who kind of played three or four times and like. Literally, like, you know, there was a score for score, like, so, like, I, I wouldn't be, I'm not saying, like, oh, they got a lucky break. One yeah. team was going to get a lucky break, but literally, like, they had a lad, took a free, and it, instead of it going over, it dropped short, and one of our lads batted it, and it just fell into the hand of, like, this, they had a lad there, brilliant, like, real experienced guy, like, just yeah. knew exactly, he just knew where the ball was going to land, and he just stood there, yeah. bang, into his hand, and he buried it, like, and you're kind of saying... You're just there, like I wish that fucking ball went over. Went over. You know I mean? like, <laughs> and, like, and like that's so like that's like at the end of it, like you know, sometimes that just rub the green goes your way, and you're you're thinking, you know, you're yeah. you're happy about like, and then sometimes it goes the other way, and it's like that that's so like at the end of it all, like you've all these plans and all that, like and but like sometimes it just comes down to like player. It, it's something I say sometimes it always just comes down to players, like yeah. it comes down to players, players doing something, and like you know that's that's the end of it. So like we can all. I think like coaches sometimes get get obsessed with the the kind of cult of the cult of me and the cult of the cult of coach and the cult of manager and that like and sometimes we could we should just be like you know what like we'll do our work and all that but at the end of the day like the players the players win the games like do you know what I mean? Uh, I, do think, I think the emphasis has really changed the last couple of years even into county down to club is that when the players cross the white line they have to be able to change winning games because yeah a manager no matter how good they are they cannot change the game. They can't influence no. the game. Like they you've can't. Got, you've got five minutes at half time. Yeah. <laughs> you've got five minutes at half time. You've got five minutes at half time to fix something and you might get something done in the second half of a game. But like an awful lot of the time, the pattern of the game is decided on the pitch and you are like I wouldn't say totally helpless, but you're largely helpless. Do you know what you're I mean? Like you're, you're like you can do so little comparatively speaking, like do you know, like and, and I would even say like as well, like like you're there you're trying to manage an entire game. Like, you have to give players the autonomy to make decisions. Like, you know, you have to give your full backline the autonomy to say, like, look, lads, if you're not happy with that matchup, you know, because of, you know, like, you might think, yeah, he's after getting actually roasted and your man just left it after him that time, we'll say, for example, like, mm. and he won't leave it after him the next time. 
like I might have seen that because like you know by the time I see it it's it's like oh well the goal's gone in do you it's know what I mean like, like yeah, I've, yeah. I've just seen I've just seen you dispossess your man I think all's hunky dory but you might actually be like no I was actually under savage pressure there and he fucked that up like do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. like and like, like you have to give lads the autonomy to kind of be like like you know, look, this is a better matchup. And like, obviously then like, John, they say, they have to communicate, look, this is what we've done, blah, blah, blah. But like, by and large, as a manager, I've always, when I'd say that to me, like, I'd always kind of be like, yeah, listen, like, to be honest with you, like, when, like unless it's something I feel very, very strongly about, I would often defer to the, you know, the wisdom of the lads who are actually in the middle of playing a game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I would just kind of say, if a lad says something, like it's funny, like, like even, you know, like it, you should find, like I did a bit with Cork 15s and 16s for a year and like we the young fella really smart uncle he's gone on to play minor in 20 since like and like he just backed out at us not in a disrespectful way but he yeah. backed out at us one day like tipper doing blah 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 blah. and he said it and he goes what i'm doing this to it what do you want me to do and i was just like keep doing what you're doing you're doing great that's fine that's perfect i was just like if you're happy with that like just yeah, you yeah. Go do it like you know um, like so like like things like that like you actually like doing your job sometimes is just kind of saying look, lads, this is what we want to do, blah, 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 blah. But equally, you're going to have to make calls in there because, like, you know, you're going to... Like, you you know yourself. You're playing a game. You're going to see something mm. quicker than... Something that's happening five yards from you. You're going to see it quicker than somebody who's trying to look at 30 bodies. Yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's another lad trying to look at a 145 by 90 meter square. 30, <laughs> body, 30 bodies running around after a little ball there. Like, like you know, the odds are the guy who's closest is going to see it first, you know? Mm. Without doubt, it's a it's a very um very wise word for any any coach listener any young aspiring coach. It's it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you've got something out of it as well. Big thing, Sam. Yeah, a nice break from the books, especially. <laughs> we we won't tell that to the listeners, but uh, oh. no, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and I can't thank you again uh, enough for your time and, and for joining me on the show. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I wish you all the best for the future, Jamie. Not a bother, same to you, Seamus. Best luck for the year now at the club. Thank you very much. Make sure to stay up to date with the latest episodes on Spotify. For all media content, go to our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at I Loves My Club By. Remember, hurling is our passion.